My personal journey, I feel, was like most. We go to college and we're like, okay, I'm gonna get married, and of course, that's just the next step. People didn't talk about singleness being a positive thing, that it was an empowering thing. I wish that I had had adults in my life back then that would have told me, you don't have to be married to have a fulfilling, awesome life. Hey, Angie. Hi, Yvonne. I um, I am so excited to talk with you today. And I have been on the uh, comp- computer a lot this week because yeah. Scott and I are trying to figure out what we're going to do for spring break. Oh, yes. Um, a great time of year. I know. I, I really wanted to go to the beach, but yeah. it's going to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've been dreaming about the beach and just my boys have never been and I want to see them. I know. I want to see them experience the sand and the ocean and all of that, but it's not going to happen. So have you, have you had any good spring breaks? We, we've had some really fun spring breaks, but, um, and by that, I mean, we, last year we got to take our kids skiing and we Fun. got to go to Colorado and that was incredible. And then we've, we have, we like to take little small trips, like just like a four days or something like that and go down to Arkansas. We love the Fayetteville, Springdale, um, that area, Bentonville. We just love it. What We're do y'all so do much- there? Well, there's a lot of outdoor stuff to do. So there's just trails and we ride bikes and we, um, we love to just eat food that we can't eat here in Branson. And we love, they have so many fun. I mean, like they have just great outdoor areas and, um, parks. I just love their parks. I mean, we spend a lot of times just playing in their free parks and getting fun, um, just different stuff. We, they have a museum, they have crystal bridges, they have, um, just a lot of fun, um, activities that you can do that their downtown square is a really fun place. And they have like on the first Friday of the month, I think they have like a big, everybody's down there and they have, they have fun giveaways and bands playing and it's just, so we, we like to go down there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've narrowed ours down to either going to New Mexico to go see some of the national parks there oh, with yes. some friends. Awesome. Or or going to San Antonio and doing like SeaWorld and Six okay. Flags and that okay. kind of thing. So okay. we'll see what we land on, yeah. but it should be fun. Yes. I just still hope that we can get to a beach sometime this year. Yes. I, yeah. I'm ready. I'm yeah. craving it. Oh, that sunshine. Okay, we're yeah. all going to pray Yvonne and her family to the beach in this next year in 2020. Yes, please. We can Thank do it. you. Love it. <laughs> okay, well, um, hey, we've got a fun topic to discuss today, and um, I'm really excited about it. I think it's really fun when we think about how to equip single women with tools to help them thrive. And so today, we're going to really discuss... Um, As I've worked with single women over the last two to three years, it's been amazing to see what comes when someone has spent a lot of time kind of figuring out what's going on with them and they start to thrive. And there's some key things that I start seeing in them. And I think it'd be really fun for us to share with our listeners so that they can think about like what that looks like for them. You ready for that today, Yvonne? Yes. Okay. Okay. So the first one that I love is just... 
when a single woman is thriving, I can tell that she's living in her identity and she's confident in who God has made her to be. So she stopped making singleness mean something about her. She's quit picking herself apart. She's she's become her biggest fan. She's doing the work to start to look at her differently. And I know that you and I have talked about this in our own lives. Um, what do you think are some things that you've really worked on to become confident in who God has made you to be? Well, I think for me, it became about just trying new things on my own. So, you know, when I was in college, I was definitely a lot more um, afraid and timid to like go out and venture out on my own. And I was still nervous, but like to be brave, to go by myself, to do things. Yes. You know, and it's funny. I remember even um, being uh, inhibited to go to a restaurant by myself or yeah. like to go to a movie by myself. Yes. And now it's funny. I don't care. Like, yeah. and that, it's not because I'm married, but like before, right. even before I was married, yeah. um, I didn't have a problem doing that. But there was like some kind of shift for me because I think like for a while I thought, oh my gosh, people are going to see me by myself at a restaurant and feel sorry for me. Or like it was like, they're going to think that, they're going to think that I don't have anybody. (laughs) Be like that poor girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, well, so, and what's amazing about that, Yvonne, is just those were your thoughts, you know, like when, when like you're, you're like, wait a minute, am I a poor girl? You know, am I like, as opposed to like, could I go and sit and be by myself? And it has nothing to do with like, like maybe I'm married and I'm sitting here by myself, you know, they don't know. They don't know. And they oh. probably aren't even paying that much attention. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think that the biggest thing for me was just bravery, you yeah. know, being brave. Yeah. To do the uncomfortable, to to take the risk to to do things by myself that like whether it was God was calling me to it or I wanted to do it um and just just doing it and taking yeah. that step to do it instead of waiting for someone to do it with me. Yeah. You know, totally, totally. Yeah. I think for me, like I've realized, and I've seen this in a lot of my clients is like, when you don't decide who you are and what you think about you, you continually leave it in other people's hands. And so you're continually thinking, what are other people thinking about me? And so you're, you're like, as opposed to like, what do I think about me? What do I think God thinks about me? And then, okay, other people can have their thoughts about me, but they won't, they don't, they're not as big and as important because I've already decided like, this is, you know, this is who I am or this is what I love about me. Or like you said, like, I don't have to make going and being by myself and, or doing things on my own, you know, I'm going to decide what I think about those things before I let other people have their thoughts about it. So I love that. I love, I like, we want single women to feel empowered to decide what they're going to think about themselves. And we want them to take it from what God thinks about them. And so God thinks amazing thoughts about you. 
Here's here's a funny little side story too going along yeah. with that. Um I I mean, I got asked out because I went to a coffee shop by myself and I was just I mean, which coffee shops these days like yeah. people do it all the time go by yourself, but yeah. I mean, if I hadn't been by myself, like yeah. he may not have come over and talked to me. Right. And yeah, we went out several times yeah. actually. I love it. Was that. Real cute. Okay. I, I love yeah. it. I love it. That's so great. Okay, so confident in who they are, who God has made them to be, and and they've decided what they're going to think about themselves, okay? The second thing is that they they take care of themselves, right? They know that it is no one else's job to take care of them. And what I mean by that is they have figured out what they need and why they need it. So physically, taking care of themselves, getting enough sleep, getting enough to eat, fueling your body, exercising, taking taking the opportunity to take care of your mind and your spirit and um, and your emotions. So yeah, Yvonne, what do you think about that aspect of singleness and really taking care of themselves? I, I mean, it, it is definitely something that I think that I'm still even working on. Yes. Um, learning how to take care of myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you can't take care of yourself as a single, you're going to expect your husband to take care of you and your emotions. And yes. that's just trouble yes. with a capital T. I think that like it just speaks health to me yeah. in general for anyone. Yeah. I think this was one of the biggest things that I struggled with when I got married was I had that expectation that he was going to meet these needs that I had so not had met when I was single. Right. And so then when he didn't, there was so much frustration because not only was I trying to make him happy and trying to people please, but I was also like wanting him to take care of my emotions. And so then there was a ton of like, like you said, that trouble, like that, that angst and that tension. Um, but I, I was really good at putting myself on the back burner to please other people. And so I, what I had done that really well in my singleness and that carried over into my marriage. And so I would be the one that wouldn't take the time to get the right sleep, or I wouldn't eat healthier. I wouldn't even just say, Hey, I need, I need some time alone or I need some space or I need some time where we're connecting and communicating. So, so take this opportunity as a single in, in your singleness to kind of really understand what it takes to take care of you physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And that might take some work you know, putting in some time and trying some different things and maybe getting some help in those different areas if you're struggling to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. We so, want to empower you to do that now as a single. This is a great time to kind of figure some of that out. So um, the third thing is that they are creating the future that they want. They've stopped waiting for their life to begin. You know, so often mm-hmm. you hear, I'm sitting on the sidelines waiting to be picked so that my real life can happen, right? Yes. Um, were you, did you find yourself doing that, Yvonne? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I would, I would wait for certain things in life until, yeah. um, I got married and, um, you know, there was a point like where that shifted in me as a single woman. And 
that was when I started to really enjoy it. Like going, going places like my friend and I went to Hawaii randomly last minute and I didn't, you know, I don't know, hold out for a big trip like that until I was married. And, um, I don't know, like even as I say it, I think that's ridiculous that I even had the thought to wait. Why would I? I don't know. know. But that was kind of the way that I did think back then. So yeah. I think one of the things that I did as a single is it's so funny. I like never was comfortable with buying myself things. Isn't that so funny? Like I did not have that problem. Okay. Well, (laughs) I will never forget, Yvonne, I really wanted a really pretty chair from Pier 1 Imports. See, this is telling, like, Pier 1 Imports was, like, way, way, you know, popular. And it was, like, $149 for this, like, chair that had flowers on it. I still own it to this day. And I, like, I'll never forget going to my mentors and saying, "Is do you think it's okay for me to buy this chair for $149 for myself? And I mean, in an instant, she's like, yes, and you need to buy it tomorrow. Like, what are you waiting for? And she was a widowed, you know, 86-year-old woman. And she was like, please buy yourself nice things. And I just couldn't, I just, I don't know why. I just felt like it was unnecessary or like I I didn't earn it or deserve it or something like that. But like, I really, yeah, I really want to encourage single women to, you know, do those things and kind of create what they most want in their life. You know, I have an interesting thought about that. I wonder if part of the reason that we struggled with it and maybe yeah. others do. I'm I'm very curious what um is really true. I would love to hear from you listeners if you haven't struggled with that and yeah. what what you think played into that because I think what played into it for me and you can speak into this is yeah. like my parents didn't my parents were great parents. I'm not yeah. like criticizing. Yes. But like I was not prepared to think I was going to be a single adult for a number of years. I like grew up immediately assuming that like I would go to college and I would get married soon, quickly, because that's what had happened in their family. And it was never talked about to me like, well, someday when you're a single adult, you can do these things. Like when I was growing up, I think that like as a nuclear family, and especially in Christian culture, I think a lot of people don't think about teaching their kids to think about singleness and to think about right. what it could look like as a single adult. We just jump to, well, I'm praying for your future wife or your yes. future spouse, right? Yeah. Yes, totally. And I think that's really key is like our parents knew what they knew, right? So Yvonne, you and I now like have totally experienced singleness so you single listeners, some of your parents never experienced singleness. They got married straight out of college or right in college. And so, you know, for for them, like for the narrative I'm going to talk to my kids is like, 
do you think you'll get married? Like, do you want to get married? Like before it was like, oh, well, you will get married right out of, you know. And so now we will have a whole set of conversations around what singleness outside of college looks like. And I'll say things like, you know, you don't have to be married by the time you leave college. Now watch, my kids will probably get married like their first year of college. (laughs) Right. But, you know, it's like, it's like that was my biggest struggle too. Was like, I didn't feel like my mom understood me because she was married and had three kids by the time she was, you know, 25, totally. 26. And here yep. I am, 27, 28, 29, 30, you know, and I'm like, uh, I'm not doing any of that. You know, yep. so it, it, so it's very easy to not know how to create the future you want because it's not the future that you kind of thought you would have. And so you kind of stop dreaming of what you feel like you want in the single stage of your life. Yeah. And I wasn't taught how yeah. to think about it. Yeah. I was only really taught to think about being Getting a married. wife and a mom. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And so we, we, we see you listeners. We want to let you know that like, like you may not know how to create the life that you want as a single person. And so we want to encourage you to take a step back and say, what do I want to create for as long as I'm single? What do I want my life to look like? Where do I want to, what, you know, what am I withholding from myself that I could to create? If it's starting that business or that nonprofit or that ministry or that, that small group or that, you know, whatever the Lord is laying on your heart, if you feel desires, we want you to steward those even in your singleness and not putting that off. And so that's what I see in thriving singles is they are, they are taking action to create the future that they want. They're taking action to create the single, you know, the season of singleness that they are in as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. And then the last one, and this might be my most favorite one, is that they are really in a, in a space where they are encouraging other single people around them. They have really reached that point where they don't view other single people as competition, but they're able to look at them through that a different lens. What are mm. your thoughts on that? I love that. I mean, yeah. we need each other in mm. I mean, you know, kind of going off of what we had just said, like uh, if if your friends have only had parents who got married quickly, they need you to be able to help them walk out this season, right? And yes. so we need that community to encourage one another and, um, you know, it's a give-take kind of thing. Like when you give, you're going to receive as well. Yes. So. Yeah, I think some key thoughts is like really viewing your other single friends and just other single women or men around you as like they are 100% lovable. They're 100% amazing. They're 100% valuable and worthy. And like I want to continue to be someone who gives them words of encouragement and support. And they may not be getting that from other places. And I want to be someone who not, not from a lack because I need it back but from a, a like an overflow of the love that you are creating and feeling for yourself and then able to spill over onto the other singles in your life. That also makes me think about something our church is doing right now. Yeah. They have done a really great job of growing in the singles ministry lately. Yeah. And they started this new initiative where they were encouraging families and singles, like all adults yeah. to have 
intentional meals with others. I love it. Whether that be your family or whether that be if you're single to have at least three meals with someone in community um, a week because of the importance of how community is developed around the table, around the dinner table. And so they have sent home these placemats that have like um, written on them, like questions to ask yes, the people that yes. you're with and to mark like how many you've had a week and yeah. all of that. So it's yeah. really fun and just like yeah. intentional about starting conversation and so forth. So good. And so just thinking about that, like that's something that you could do, um, as a single person, you could give yourself that goal, like to try yeah. to have an intentional meal with other friends, yeah. um, three times or more a week, yeah. um, instead of just eating by yourself, because yeah. like during that time you're, you could build more community for yourself, but also yeah. encourage someone else. Totally. And then it also makes me think about like the importance of how the church needs singles, like yes. people need you. They need what you can offer. Yes. And um, being seeing that you can do things that married people or parents yeah. can't do totally. um, and being intentional about that is just only going to make your life richer yes. um, and feel more fulfilling and more purposeful if you are going to be intentional about reaching out to other people. I love it. I think um, – it's so important for you to take the reins as a single person and kind of ask yourself, what can I do to create these things that I'm wanting? And I think, Yvonne, that's super practical of like, go out and invite people over for a meal, be it singles, be it, you know, a, a couple, like a married couple, whatever, just go first. I think that's like one of the things that I'm learning big time is like, go first, be the one that invites, be the one that like steps up to the plate and does something that you're wanting others to do. It's so yep. empowering. We want to empower you guys to make these choices and start um, taking action to make change in your life. And so we love to see thriving singles, uh, men and women. We love to see them stepping into who God has made them to be. And uh, nothing makes Yvonne and I more excited than equipping single people with the skills and the knowledge and just some new thoughts to think. And so I hope that you take away from this episode just some things that you can step into so that you can be thriving. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that this episode has encouraged you and given you some thoughts to ponder and to consider to continue on in your adventure um, of living as a single adult. And we just hope that you have a great week and you will hear from us next time.